Common Sensors Podcast Consumers, welcome to episode 115 of Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast. That's right, episode 115. I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm actually going to kind of circle back to some things from last week. Uh, we had a kind of unplanned, like, three-week hiatus there, and so there's there's some stuff that I started to touch on last week, and couldn't quite get in-depth enough on specifically some show recaps and some music news. Uh, so we're going to circle back on some of that stuff tonight with episode 115. Uh, and of course, we've got all kinds of new common sense themed uh, topics to discuss, to unpack a little bit here. Uh, a lot of stuff happening this week uh, that we're going to get into to, to all of it, to all of it. Uh, and I will say, I just I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment. Uh, you know, I, I broadcast here. Uh, from Los Angeles, California, here in Southern California, specifically Highland Park, uh, which is an area of Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles, California. We had an incident here in Southern California today, this morning specifically at Saugus High School there in Santa Clarita. It's actually uh, northwest of, of where I currently reside and, and where the studio is and where we record. Uh, and it's yet another instance of, of senseless, senseless violence. And I, I guarantee I have some listeners out there uh, that, that saw that news this morning and, and they, 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 you know, they were kind of preparing themselves for me to rant about it and to go crazy about it and everything else. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just not going to fucking do it. I'm not going to fucking do it again. I, I, I feel like I'm a broken record talking about this stuff all the time. And there's nothing else I can say at this point. There's nothing else I can say. We sit here, you know, you have many people out there worshiping at the feet of the National Rifle Association that just don't care about these things. They don't care about dead children. Uh, and unfortunately for a lot of people, th th that's the reality. We have people that lost their children today to senseless gun violence. Uh, I actually have some people I used to work with, uh, a husband and wife, and their their son goes to that high school, was on his way to, to school today uh, when it all unfolded. And, and fortunately for him, he wasn't on campus yet, but unfortunately for a couple of students, they were. And, and, and this is just this constant cycle that we go through every time this happens and nothing ever gets done. Nothing. I was in high school when Columbine happened. 1999, I was in high school when Columbine happened. Uh, 20 years later, 20 years later, over 20 years later, and nothing, nothing has changed. In fact, it barely made the news today. It barely made the news. So there's, there's, there's nothing for me to rant about. You all know where I stand on this, and, uh, and, and hopefully one day we will see change. But I, I, it's, it's, it's tough to see it on the horizon at this point. It really is, uh, because. A lot of people in this country, I'm not even going to say most people, but a lot of people in this country, uh, money is more important to them than, than lives, lives of children, uh, than morals, than taking care of their own. Uh, and it's just getting just getting disgusting, you know, just getting disgusting at this point. So I, I have nothing else to say on it. My heart goes out to to everyone affected by this. Uh, and, and, and just, I'll tell you, if you have children, hug them a little closer tonight. I know I was doing that. Uh, my child is, is not in school yet. She's three years old. Uh, but that's, that, that was a lot of my day today, knowing that, that there are, there are parents out there that, that aren't able to hug their children tonight. Uh, and that's just, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. And, and we need to see change and I'm not going to sit here and harp on it, despite the fact that I just 
talked about it for two minutes, but I'm not going to sit here and harp on it because th- there's nothing else that we can do. There's nothing else we can do at this point. We need other people to to realize that common sense is the most important thing here. A- and until we get there, this is going to continue to happen, unfortunately. Unfortunately. All right, we always kick things off with social plugs. Uh, we... Uh, I know it's it's Thursday, Sarah. I can't be watching football. I'm getting questions on the live feed now. I can't. I cannot. Uh, I can't watch football right now. The Pats aren't playing right now, anyway. The Pats aren't playing right now, Sarah. All right. Anyway, we always kick things off with social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple ways. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Follow our official. Tell uh, uh, go tell it to the wall Twitter account, which is at tell the wall pod. That's right, at tell the wall pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at magic muppet. That's right, at magic muppet. We are, of course, currently live on Facebook. Head on over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Like our page, check back often for updates. That's going to keep you updated on all the new episodes, all the new videos, everything kind of coming out, uh, everything that is go tell it to the wall. And, of course, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, and subscribe to our page. That's where you're going to find uh, clips from the show, full live feeds. For those of you that only listen, maybe you want to go see my lovely face. Some people say it's lovely. My wife says it's lovely. Uh, you can do that on YouTube. You're also going to find beer reviews uh, and, and all kinds of additional video content up there. So just search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our page, and, and like videos, dislike videos, do all the things that the kids do on the YouTube these days. Whatever it is, just go there and subscribe and watch those, whether you like them or don't. Just watch them. Watch some beer reviews. Get get enlightened uh, from a common sense standpoint when it comes to to beer and and parenting and mental health and all that good stuff. Uh, And of course, most importantly, all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned uh, as well as blog posts, photos you're not going to find anywhere else, all kinds of good content up there. That is your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell to the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. So make sure you bookmark that one and check back often. Uh, and that's also you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign or Patreon page on there. Uh, that is a, spe- a special website for creators. For those of you that aren't aware, I talk about it now and then. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware of it, it is a special website for creators that you can go and support artists, independent artists. Uh, and, and if you have the means to do so, please, please help us out financially. Every dollar helps uh, to keep this studio running, helps to keep the common sense flowing. So please support us on Patreon uh, if, if you have the means to do so. And I, I did this last week. If you're interested in following my uh, Instagram account, which seems to be picking up a lot of steam lately, uh, it, that would be at SoCalSean. I believe Instagram uses the at. Either way, it's SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, uh, to keep up with me on Instagram. You're going to find mostly uh, cute child photos as well as a bunch of photos and stuff from all the concerts and shows and stuff that I go to, which is that that's mainly what encompasses my uh, my Instagram feed. So if you're interested, follow that one as well, SoCalSean. All right, uh, we are going to be music-heavy this week. I mentioned it on the live feed uh, on the teaser that we did on Facebook. We're going to be music-heavy this week uh, more than usual, and that's only because last week I kind of glossed over a bunch of stuff, and I want to get a little more in-depth with the show recaps uh, because that's something we've been doing uh, for the past year and a half or so here on Go Tell It to the Wall. So we're going to get a little more in-depth on some of that stuff that I really glossed over last week, uh, especially concerning a couple bands that I want to make sure I am imparting the common sense of listening to these bands upon you uh, because if you enjoy any of the music that we talk about here on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, there's a couple bands that you definitely, definitely, definitely need to be listening to. So we're going to get into that when we're 
uh, in the entertainment news segment, of course. Uh, beer this week. Beer this week is a tasty, tasty brew from Coronado Brewing Company there out of San Diego. That's right, Coronado Brewing Company. This is the Weekend Vibes. That's right, Weekend Vibes IPA. Check them out. Coronado Brewing, they have lots of tasty brews. I enjoy. Uh, I don't think I've had a bad brew from Coronado Brewing. Uh, so check them out out of San Diego. And this is, like I said, the Weekend Vibes IPA. And it is it is a pretty standard West Coast IPA, I would say. Uh, and although I, I will say, considering the, sm- the smell of it and, and kind of the, the heaviness of it, it is not quite as heavy as you would expect. It's funny. I actually popped one of these open yesterday just to try it out. I've had a lot of uh, Coronado Brewing Company, but I hadn't had the Weekend Vibes IPA, uh, and I and I kind of gave it a little whiff, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, this one's gonna be strong." I had a sip of it, and it's super smooth. Uh, it, it it's more citrusy than you would expect from a 6.8 alcohol by volume content beer, uh, and and so so don't be too afraid of it if you're not a huge fan of the IPAs. This one might be okay for you. In fact, I'm gonna recommend this one to our very own on-air producer Chris Song, who doesn't like IPAs, but he likes the it, it, whenever I find a smoother one like this that is right up his alley uh, so I'll probably go ahead and recommend that one to him as well and I do love can art great can art from um, Coronado Brewing Company but also I lo- I just I'm, I'm such a big fan of the pint cans if you've listened to the podcast you know this already I love the pint cans uh, and this one this one comes in pint cans I was actually able to pick these up at uh, just the grocery stores probably sprouts or one of those it was, was not hard to find uh, so check them out. Coronado Brewing Company, Weekend Vibes IPA, super tasty. I enjoy it. You should try it out too. Mm. I have another sip of that actually. Oh, that's tasty. And I, I've got I like my voice is still a little raspy, but I'm, I've got I'm back to like full strength this week. If you if you listen to episode one fourteen, uh, I was still recovering from a from a pretty bad cold last week, so I am back to full strength despite still having a little raspiness in my voice here. All right, weekly rant. That's right, Wall fans, common sensors. The weekly rant for episode one fifteen of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, this one's an interesting one, and it actually it's something that I often talk about with my friends, with other people I know, specifically out at shows, uh, and that would be pit etiquette. Pit etiquette, and some of you out there are like pit etiquette, like like a pit stop. No, no, no. Uh, for those of you not familiar with with the music scene, with, with especially with like dingy punk rock, dingy ska, uh, the pit is that that middle part by the stage where there's a lot of people kind of running around, and you see people, you know, I don't want to say banging into each other, but running into each other, and it's all done in fun. Uh, in fact, a couple m- month ago or so, when I brought my wife out to a dingy punk rock club, she goes, "This is crazy. It's like controlled chaos in the pit." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what it is. There's a certain camaraderie. Uh, most shows you go to, uh, as, as far as when it when, like punk and ska." I can't speak to all genres of music. Uh, you see someone fall down in the pit there, and most people, like people, will stop and they will pick that person up, literally pick them up. Uh, but I'm noticing at shows that I go to lately, some of that pit etiquette is is out the door. And I don't know if this is a different generation or what's going on. Uh, but people aren't realizing that yes, it looks like you're slamming into each other and running into each other, but it's all friendly. You know, you see a lot of hugs going on in the pit, too. It's really just a dancing area where people are having fun and they're getting out some energy, not aggression, energy, you know, and specifically when it comes to this, uh, I 
last Friday was at a show here at House of Machines in downtown Los Angeles. It's actually in the Arts District. Highly recommend it. Uh, first time at this location uh, for, for a show. Actually, first time there, period. Uh, but great venue for a show. However, I'm there seeing the Bomb Pops and Anti-Flag, like I mentioned on last week's episode. And during a certain part of the Bomb Pops set, they... They, I don't want to say they always do this, but they usually do this. Polly, who is one of the singers and guitar player uh, from the Bomb Pop, she comes down into the pit and she plays one of the songs. She plays a guitar in the middle of the pit. And most times I've seen this, people are respectful. You give her a little space. In fact, I could see her coming down off the stage, and I'm, I'm, I look to my right, which is, is the direction that she was coming, and I said, hey, hey, give some space, give some space, and people were giving space. You know, they, they give that little bit of space there. When she gets out to the middle of the pit, makes her way toward one of the pit, turns, faces the stage, starts playing guitar, or is, is playing guitar this whole time, really. Uh, and I look, and I see somebody from behind her just give a huge shove. Just boom. And I could see her go flying forward as she's trying to play the guitar. Flying forward. So, of course, being the consummate professional that she is, because Bomb Pops are fantastic live. We'll get into more of that during entertainment news here. Being the professional that she is, she moves to the other side of the pit and continues playing. Then someone on the other side of the pit gives her a good shove. Not quite as hard a shove as she'd gotten when she first, you know, came down into the pit, but another shove. And I'm looking, and there's a guy that's, like, trying to keep an eye out for her. And I, at first, I thought it was just a guy in the pit. Of course, I go to find out that he's with the band. He, he's kind of, he's literally down there spotting for her. And so, so there's, I don't want to say complete chaos, but there's nowhere for her to go at this point. So I lock eyes with him, and I kind of give a wave, and he comes over, and he, he leads her to right in, front of my, right in front of me and my good friend Laura, and we basically created a safe space for Polly to finish playing the song. Now, that was fun, and that's a cool little story I can tell and everything else, but it should never get to that point. It should never get to that point where there's that much violence in the pit. And you can say, well, people are pushing and everything else. Here's the thing. When it comes to a performer coming down in the pit like that, they are performing for you. This is what they're doing. It's a privilege for you to see them come down into the crowd and actually continue playing a song. That's a privilege. It's not a time for you to push anybody. That is not a time. This, this is common sense. And I know that pit etiquette exists because I've seen kids in the pit. You see, and, and a lot of times I've been, at fe especially at festivals where there's a lot of kids running around, you will see kids are coming through and people go, kids, 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 and you give them a little bit more space. But we're just not, I'm not seeing that as much as I need to. I'm not seeing that as much as I need to. And everyone wants to have fun. That's the thing. I get it. Everyone wants to have fun. You're getting that energy out and everything else. However, everyone should be having fun, not just you. Don't ruin it for everyone else just because you want to get a little crazy in the pit. We can be better at shows. We can do better at shows. And all of us are no better than, than to do those kind of things at shows. So be better when you're going to see live music like that. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to some trending on social. That's right, trending on social. Oh, man. I, I got to imagine most of my listeners did not fall for this one, but there is a Facebook Costco coupon going around. It's really making the rounds on Facebook. It's like a $75 Costco coupon and everything else. Uh, yeah, it's 100% fake. It's 100% fake. And, and here's the thing. When it comes to stuff you see on social media... Like, really, just this needs to be your mindset whenever you're looking at any kind of social media feed. If it sounds too good to be true, it most likely is too good to be true, and it's not actually true, like the $75 Costco coupon. Uh, so don't get scammed by that. Don't be printing coupons and trying to bring them in. Don't click on links. For the love of God, don't click on links. 
Uh, and that's just this. This is just kind of your weekly reminder too that Facebook is not trying to steal all your data. They already have it. They don't need to steal it, and you don't need to post anything at midnight ever, or by midnight, and they're going to own all. No, stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Use common sense. All right. There's a viral alien video, and apparently this video has been making making the rounds for a couple years now. Apparently. Uh, I was not aware of this one specifically, but been making the rounds for a couple years now, and it shows aliens, aliens, finger quotes, in the ceiling of this house, like remodeled, demoed, or whatever. Uh, now we've actually got some some clarification on this uh, from from a scientist who said that yes, it's not aliens; it's actually barn owls. Baby barn owls can look a little alien-like. Uh, and, and that's what's happening here. And this got me thinking today when I saw this. Uh, have people, people that have been see, seeing aliens for hundreds of years, have they just been seeing barn owls? I wouldn't put it past people, just barn owls. Uh, and, and, and building off of that, has Tom DeLong been spending the past few years uh, chasing barn owls instead of aliens? I don't know. We may never know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's not aliens. <laughs> so don't spread that around. It's barn owls. They're, they're birds, freaking birds, not aliens, not extraterrestrials. All right, some hashtags that are making their their rounds uh, on the social platforms this week. Hashtag things I'd get impeached for. That's right, hashtag things I'd get impeached for. Uh, I did enjoy one specifically on here. They uh, Somebody tweeted a photo of uh, President Obama in a tan suit, and it said hashtag things I'd get impeached for wearing a tan suit. That's right. Uh, and of course, I'm going to go ahead and share mine with you. Hashtag things I get impeached for is too much common sense because I tend to value common sense above a lot of other things. And based on politics in this country and the majority of voters in this country, I don't think common sense is an important thing. So that would 100% get me impeached uh, when we have somebody like the Orange Menace who's sitting there in the White House and uh, has absolutely no common sense. So I just I would get impeached right away. I wouldn't even get elected because I'd be like, well, common sense. And people would be like, we don't want common sense. We want the loud orange gas bag who just lies to us constantly. All right, I'm out. I'm good. All right. Uh, hashtag when a man is driving. That's right. Hashtag when a man is driving. Um, I'm not going to read some of these because there are definitely some women out there who got creative and innuendous with this one. And I'm not going to read those out. Uh, but I bring this up because if it's a kind of a just for laughs thing. This isn't even a sexist thing. It's it's more of a just for laughs thing. Uh, I think last week or the, one of the episodes we had when a man cooks dinner and it was like, well, no, men can cook. This one is more just like fun stuff. So, you know, check it out. I did see one earlier that was like <laughs> hashtag when a man is driving. Uh, he thinks another car is racing him and the other car has no idea. I And I don't even think that's a male thing. I think there are males and females. <laughs> Male's guilty of that. Like you see a car pass you and you're like, oh man, it's a race. And the other car is just like, I'll just drive it, dude. I'm just, I didn't even realize I passed you. You know, so that one, there's probably some truth to that one. Uh, hashtag fall beer. That's right, fall beer. This, this weekend vibes IPA isn't so much a fall beer. It's just a tasty beer. Mm. But hashtag fall beer. Check this one out. If you're a beer drinker, if you're not a beer drinker, this one's totally lost on you. Uh, but if you're a beer drinker, this hashtag fall beer uh, specific. I mean, people are sharing stuff with that hashtag like fall beer. Here's I'm taking a picture of my beer and everything. Uh, but there's also breweries that are sharing their fall fall brews and everything else. So if you're if you're a beer drinker, uh, especially now that it, it I, and I, I realize the weather has has already changed in the Midwest and the East Coast, but it's finally changing here in Los Angeles. I'm finally able to wear a hoodie. 
uh, in the studio. It's fantastic. For the past couple of weeks, I've been opening my closet and being, and I've literally looked at my sweatshirts and been like, soon, my precious is. As I, I'm, a, I'm a big hoodie wearer. I, I like my hoodies. I like my beanies. Uh, but it's got to be cold enough to actually do it. And I, I, I realize people are going to message me and be like, it's not cold in Los Angeles. It's cold enough to wear a freaking hoodie. So leave me alone. Uh, but this hashtag fall beer, now that the weather's changing, uh, if you're a beer drinker, this is a good way to catch up with some new new and old fall brews. But like I said, the breweries are actually sharing like their new fall brews. So that's a way to keep up with it. Just search that hashtag fall beer. All right, I don't want to get into this one too much, but I felt the need to bring it up. I talked about it at the top of this episode. Uh, hashtag NRA is a terrorist organization is, of course, trending uh, on Twitter right now. And this is this is spawned, obviously, from today's events. Uh, and, and if you've been been an avid listener of the podcast, you know that I 100% agree with that connotation that the NRA is a terrorist organization. I'm not going to sit here and read tweets and everything else. Uh, we need to hit a point where, where, where that's universally recognized. We here in California, for the most part, do recognize that. Uh, however, we have a bunch of politicians out there that only recognize money uh, and, and, and don't care about the fact that, that the NRA is, is literally a terrorist organization. Uh, and, and please, just like all of you out there, don't even bother sending me the emails because I get the emails every time I talk about something like this. That's fine. If you don't think the NRA is a terrorist organization, I, like we're, ne- we're never going to see eye to eye on this. It's just it's never going to happen. We're never going to see eye to eye on it. Uh, just please don't come at me with 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 shit like, well, you hate the military because you hate the NRA. The NRA is not a fucking government organization. It's not. It's a it's a nonprofit organization. That's fine if you think it protects your your what Second Amendment rights or whatever fucking amendment it is, because I really don't care. That that's fine. We're never gonna see eye to eye on that. So don't send me hate mail. Don't make me feel bad thinking that I hate make, saying that I hate the military and also the shit. And because it's happened, it's happened. Many, it's actually it's happened multiple times in the past. Just just don't bother. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. We're never gonna see eye to eye. Go find another podcast to listen to. You know, that's fine. You, you want to own guns, that's totally fine. I have no problem with people owning guns. You want to be a hunter, you like you feel that you need to have a handgun for protection or a shotgun, that's fine. That, that, that doesn't go hand in hand with the National Rifle Association. It simply doesn't. It doesn't. Don't conflate the two. Yes, is there some crossover? Is there a Venn diagram where you could maybe get some crossover on the two circles? Sure. Sure. But you don't, you don't, it, it. You don't have to agree with the National Rifle Association uh, to be okay with 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 certain people owning guns. You just don't. I, you want to own a rifle? That's fine. You want to own a handgun? That's fine. I, I I don't care. You don't need to own an assault rifle. Period. And the NRA is out here touting that people should be able to own assault rifles and condoning violence. So check out that hashtag if you want. I just bring it up because it's something that always comes up and it's. They're a terrorist organization. All right, Facebook popular photos. Mm-hmm. This is something that's been rolling out on Facebook recently. Facebook popular photos, new Facebook feature. It's basically an Instagram feed within Facebook. For those of you that aren't aware, and I've, you should be by now, Facebook owns Instagram. Uh, however, this is something that that kind of simplifies your 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 feed. So you're gonna you're gonna see more photos uh, and less like links and actual like text status updates uh i i i don't even know like it's fine but you guys have they have instagram facebook has instagram that's fine so we'll see if this this you know picks up steam and in popularity uh and and all that good stuff and of course i'm gonna say it again i've been saying it for 
since the beginning of this podcast. Uh, Facebook, you can't even keep Ray-Ban spam and like weight loss pill spam off of your site. Let's work on cleaning up the existing stuff before you start continue adding more stuff to your, your site. I mean, come on. I, I, it's it's mind-blowing to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Speaking of Instagram, uh, Instagram is actually going to be hiding the likes. Hiding the likes. I talked about this. They tested it in Canada and then parts of... I can't remember where else. It was definitely being tested in Canada. Well, it's hitting the United States uh, as early as next week. As early as next week. Uh, you're you're going to no longer see like counts on your Instagram feed. Now, you're going to be able to see how many people have liked your photos. You're not As you're scrolling through, you're not going to see the like counts for all of, these, all of those influencers that you follow. Uh, you know, because it's, I'm not going to get into the details of that. We've talked about it before. And it looks like Facebook is also testing this now, uh, so you could start seeing some some testing on that when it comes to Facebook. Again, Facebook owns Instagram. They are the same company, so it is going to hit a point. Hi, Bridget. Where I'm sure Facebook's going to hit a point as well where, where they hide the likes. You're still able to see the likes that people are giving you. Uh, it's just not going to be this popularity contest on social platforms where you're like, oh, this person got 1,000 likes and I only got 500. It's like, nah, nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares about either one of you. It's all good. Just enjoy life. Enjoy the social platform. All right, entertainment news. Oh, man. Oh, all right. This is going to be, whew, yeah. Oh, man. Got a lot of stuff here really uh, pertaining to one specific topic, and that would be Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus launched this week. That's right. It launched on Tuesday, November 12th. Uh, and reports coming out right now are... As of this week, it, they have 10 million subscribers, 10 million subscribers. Now, I'm seeing a lot of headlines and stuff out there that are like, they've gotten 10 million subscribers since Tuesday. That is not accurate if you're seeing that out there. They actually did pre-orders on this. Uh, my wife signed my house up for a for Disney Plus like two months ago. And remember, I talked about it on a podcast and I was like, okay, I'm finally, I'm doing it. It's less than four bucks a month. I have a three-year-old at home. I'm going to do the Disney Plus, even though I was talking junk about it for the past few months. I get it. Uh, so that's not only this week. That is a buildup from all the pre-orders and everything else. But 10 million subscribers is nothing to sneeze at. Now, comparing that to Netflix, who has like 200 and something million subscribers, you might say, well, that's nothing. Netflix, when their streaming launched uh, their first week, they did like 7 million. So we're, we are looking at a substantial market share here with Disney+. Plus. Um, and, and so we're going to see how this grows. My wife actually finally watched a little bit of it last night. I don't know what the hell she was watching. Nothing like groundbreaking and just, you know, I'll probably watch some stuff, uh, over the next few days here. My wife is going, uh, going to Orlando next week. So I'll probably use that time to watch some of the Disney plus stuff that she's not really into. Uh, but of course, with a new streaming service and just Disney in general, there's going to be some stumbles. Uh, the Simpsons series on Disney Plus. The so basically what they've done. The Simpsons has been around since like 1989, 1990. I figured you guys had it too, Bridget. I mean, Bridget and Chris have uh, have two young girls at home. It, it's kind of like one of those things. Well, and then Chris. I don't know what I like Chris too. Chris, who is a a Marvel freak and a uh, and a Star Wars freak. So really. I'm I'm saying Bridget and Chris got it for their two girls, but it's it's for Chris, isn't it, Bridget? It's mainly no, the girls are gonna enjoy it too. Uh, but the Simpsons, like I said, they've been around since 1989, 1990, uh, 20 plus seasons of ridiculousness with the Simpsons. Uh, so obviously their formatting was very different uh, for television 20 years ago. Think about that. Uh, so we have this thing. For those of you not familiar with it, the 
the uh, standard sizing for TV screens back when all of us were kids, unless you're like 10, uh, was 4 by 3 You know, we had square televisions. Uh, then we all moved to widescreen televisions, uh, which are more similar to, uh, to, to movie theaters. And that would be 16 by 9. So 4 by 3 versus 16 by 9. What Disney Plus did was they actually took the older Simpsons episodes. And now the Simpsons have only been in 16 by 9 uh, since season 20. So it's, it, we're talking like 5, 10 years. I don't know where they are at this point. But 20 years of, of the Simpsons being in 4 by 3. Uh, Disney Plus actually took it and stretched it. They didn't even pan and scan it, which I don't think has ever been done for animation. That's really for those of you that know the industry, because uh, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, and she goes, did they pan and scan? I was like, no, they stretched it and put bars. Like, it's ridiculous. And you might say, well, that's not a big deal. I actually watch some stuff over the antenna myself that gets stretched, and I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm watching old television shows. I think I was watching the 70s show, that 70s show at like 10 o'clock last night, uh, just over the air on antenna. It's fine, stretched. However, with The Simpsons... You're literally missing jokes. We're getting reports, and people are sharing this on social platforms. Uh, you're literally missing visual jokes from the show because Disney insisted on stretching it to 16 by 9 instead of just leaving it 4 by 3. Personally, I don't care. This this is people that are that that have to have everything in widescreen. You know, I recognize that. It's fine. I, I will watch a movie. You know, films aren't really in that, but you might have a television movie uh, that was in a 4 by 3 format. It's fine. Just grow up, everybody. We don't need everything stretched. It doesn't have to fit perfectly into your fucking widescreen television. Just enjoy the damn show. Uh, and here we have the Disney ruining The Simpsons. Like, they're ruining The Simpsons. And everyone's so fired up because they did that stupid little ad where, where Bart, like, pulls his pants down and he sees butt, you know. And I, I've, like, current friends that still work at Disney, and they were like, oh, yeah, see, Disney's not doing anything to The Simpsons. Hello, hello, hi, yeah, no, you got, they're destroying it, they're destroying it, and that's what's happening, ridiculous, so everyone, keep your Simpsons DVD and Blu-ray sets, however you have, whatever format you have them in, because you're not going to be able to watch the real freaking Simpsons on Disney+, Plus. just not, all right, uh, oh, more news from the Simpsons, Apparently, they have also removed, you will not be able to find the Michael Jackson episode from The Simpsons, which was an uh, episode of Simpsons from the 90s. Uh, this one I really can't even pin on Disney. Uh, I think it's revisionist history, personally. However, uh, the, the, Fox, or Fox, the Simpsons producers actually pulled this episode from, uh, from rotation, uh, from syndication, like a year and a half, year ago, because of all the extra allegations that came against Michael Jackson. So this isn't really a Disney thing, it's more of just an FYI, you're not going to find that freaking Disney episode, or the Disney, you're not going to find that Simpsons episode anywhere on Disney+, Plus because of the involvement of Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's not actually credited in it, uh, but we found out years afterward that he actually did voice it, which we all kind of knew. You're, you're watching, you're like, that's Michael Jackson, like, it's got a pretty distinct voice, uh, so you're not going to find that one on Disney+. Plus. What you are going to find on Disney Plus is all of the Star Wars movies. That's right, all of the Star Wars movies, except you might want to skip a certain part of the original Star Wars film, A New Hope. Uh, this is a sensitive subject for a lot of people. Chris probably has a lot to say about this. Uh, and that is the changing of who shot first. Han shot first. Greedo shot first. All this thing. It's a big debate, and it's been changed. Lucas changed it, and it's a whole thing. And for people that are big Star Wars geeks, I enjoy Star Wars. I don't geek out enough to, to really care about that. However, they changed it again on Disney+. Plus. They changed it again. And this isn't even a big deal of who shot first. I'll tell you, I encourage you to just go ahead and check out uh, the clips that are that are floating around. It's not something I can show you, you know, obviously through the podcast. 
check out the clips that are going around uh, because it's 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 comical. It's comical how bad the cut is now, uh, and it's just it's comically horrible. And it's it, it, like it's embarrassing to watch. I would recommend just watching the clip and then fast forwarding through it when you watch the damn movie on Disney Plus. Huh. Oh, more Disney Plus news. I told you we're going to talk a lot about Disney Plus because there's a lot of stuff coming down this week from Disney Plus. Uh, I, I, I believe I talked about this months ago when when Disney Plus was ramping up and all this other stuff and how they were possibly going to cut scenes from insensitive scenes from certain movies, specifically like the Dumbo Crows. Uh, there are some other ones, too, but definitely the Crows in Dumbo, uh, how they were going to cut those. Now we've come to find out they didn't actually cut the scenes, but what they did was they, they there's warnings before some of these films, uh, and it says something along the lines of may contain outdated cultural references. So it's a warning to anyone that's watching this. Um, and, I, you know, I was having a discussion with my wife last night about this. I don't know exactly where I stand. I genuinely don't know exactly where I stand. Uh, because when it comes to, like, my three-year-old, I don't necessarily want her watching the super racist crows in, in Dumbo. However, I think that also comes down to a parenting thing. That comes down to 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 being aware of what your children are watching. Don't just put them in front of Disney Plus at a young age and let them just go to town. Don't. And, and this is another example of revisionist history. That's what this is. We know these things exist. We know that Walt was kind of a raging racist, you know, and we know that th these things went out. And it's not just Disney. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, it's just Disney that these outdated cultural references and these racist things. There's lots of films out there. Really go watch any John Wayne movie. Just just pick one. Like go up to the John Wayne section and just close your eyes and point to one. <laughs> There's going to be some racism in there. It's just facts of the matter. I went to film school. I spent three years of film school. I got a bachelor's degree in, in film production. That, that's part of educating. That's how the film industry was at one time. That's how it was. You didn't have African-Americans acting in films. That's how it was. So I don't appreciate the revisionist history on this one. Uh, I'm glad that you can actually see it. But again, it, it comes down to, to parenting. That you don't want your kids to see it, then then that's fine. As an adult, you have to understand that that was a certain time. I'm not saying it's okay because it's it was wrong, but that's what was happening at the time, and that's the history of film. So we can't just revise it now and say, well, no, that was. We can look back and say, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. Song of the South, whoa, that's ridiculous. However, we can't just remove it. You can't. It's part of history, and that's what it is. Spent three years getting my film degree and learning about all this shit, and now we got places that just want to take it away. Just, just watch what your kid. Just be aware of what your kids are watching. That's what it comes down to. Be aware of what your kids are watching. All right, the Russo brothers. Oh, they who uh, directed uh, Avengers: Endgame, among some others. Uh, we've actually got some news from them. They are. They've got a new project they're working on. It's actually a docu-series, so it's going to be on television. Television, and pro it's going to be one of these streaming sites, of course. We don't know exactly where where it's going to live yet. Uh, but the Russo brothers are working on a docu-series about the Marvel-DC rivalry. Uh, all about that rivalry. I think this is going to be cool. And honestly, even if you're not a comic book freak, like, I enjoy comic books to an extent. I, you know, I can't, I can't have discussions with a lot of friends of mine that, and it's not, not, not can't have because it annoys me. They just, like, start talking, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, I just, it's cool, but I don't know what that is. However, I think this one will be interesting, even if you know nothing about comic books, just to kind of follow and learn a little bit more about that rivalry. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like even if you're not into technology, the rivalry between Microsoft and, and Apple, 
you know, in the 80s and 90s. Like, those are, it's just interesting subject matter. So I'm looking forward to that one personally. I think the Russo brothers do a great job uh, on most of their projects. So so that one's going to be coming down the pipes. Not a lot of information yet, but of course, uh, more of that information is going to come out. That just broke recently. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4. For all of you Axel Foley fans out there. That's the end of my musical career right there. I had to do it, though. Had to do it. Beverly Hills Cop 4, that's right. Uh, we, we're getting word that this is coming out. It's coming out. Netflix is actually working with Paramount uh, on, on the sequel. We've had three of them already that all happened to believe in the 80s. The Beverly Hills Cop 3 might have been the 90s. I don't know. 3 was not very good. Uh, but Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming out. Eddie Murphy's already signed on, uh, as is Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, who was the original producer-director on the Beverly Hills Cop uh, move film series 1 through 3 there. Uh, Paramount's actually financing it uh, for the Netflix platform. Here's what we're seeing is some studios are, studios and certain platforms are getting together using their power and their content uh, to combat the Disney Pluses of the world and, and eventually the HBO Maxes, these these. The streaming services that have just an, an inordinate amount of content, uh, we're going to have other streaming services teaming up that are to, to kind of combat that, and not not necessarily to, to shoot them out of the water, but but really just to compete with them, uh, because it's it's tough to compete when you really when you look at the Disney catalog and everything they own, that's tough to compete with uh, from a volume standpoint. Now quality. Yeah, quantity it's tough to compete, but quality you can get any anyone can get there. You just got to have great stuff. You know, Netflix, they hit it big with Stranger Things. Uh, HBO, I mean, HBO's had a lot of stuff, but, you know, Sopranos and Game of Thrones and everything. It, it, it So quality can win out as well, uh, but I don't blame these studios for, for attaching themselves to other streaming services like Paramount has done with Netflix here. And speaking of HBO Max, uh, we got word to, uh, not today, this week, a couple days ago, uh, there's a Friends reunion special in the works for HBO Max. We don't have a lot of details on this. We do know uh, that all six of the original cast are signed on for it, and it's going to be done for HBO Max, and it looks like it's going to be kind of a reunion special, not, an, not a revival, not a full series or anything like that, more of just a reunion special, which makes sense. I believe uh, the Friends series is turning 20. This either it either just turned 20 or it's in 20. No, 20 doesn't sound right. 30? Maybe it's 30 years? Whatever it is. There's an anniversary for Friends coming up here at some point that I was reading about recently. I'm sure that's uh, part of why this reunion thing is happening. All right, Trent Reznor and the Country Music Awards. Uh, Trent Reznor is officially a Country Music Award winner for Old Town Road. That's right. I'm going to circle back from that because uh, we talked about it a while ago that Trent Reznor was actually... Uh, nominated for a Country Music Award, and he has officially won it. Uh, so congratulations to Trent Reznor. Uh, and that's for Old Town Road, for those of you that don't remember when we talked about it a few months ago. Uh, the Offspring, that's right. Uh, the incomparable Offspring. Uh, I'm not a huge Offspring fan, but I do I do kind of bow down at the altar of Offspring because they did help to launch one of my absolute favorite bands of all time, and that is Rancid. So I, 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 lo- I like Offspring. I, it's just I'm not... Not like running out to see them and everything else. It's just, but I do appreciate that they helped to launch Rancid. Uh, they had an album that was supposed to come out this year. It was delayed, and uh, there was an interview with Noodles, the lead singer of The Offspring, uh, who said that it's going to be coming out in early 2020. So look forward to that if you're an Offspring fan. Early 2020, we're going to see a new album from The Offspring. All right, I want to talk a little bit about some band recaps here uh, now. <laughs> See, I'm running out of time again here. Let me get a little sip of my uh, Weekend Vibes IPA from Coronado Brewing Company. Mm. 
I think this is important to talk about because we are in the third wave of, uh, of, of punk music here, punk rock music and ska music. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to have to have been there for the second wave. Uh, I was alive for part of the first wave, but uh, was very young, very, very, very young. And now we're definitely in this third wave here. Uh, and I'd mentioned I saw a Masked Intruder and the Bomb Pops play uh, about a month and a half ago. Fantastic show. If you're not familiar with, with Masked Intruder and you enjoy some ska, some punk, definitely check them out. Uh, they put on a great show. They have some great music. And they're just they're a great group of guys overall. Uh, I had the privilege of dancing with Officer Bradford. For those of you that are familiar with the band, Officer Bradford is, is basically their hype man. I took my wife to see Mass Intruder. She's a bit of a Mass Intruder and Bomb Pops fan. They played together. And she she looks at me and she goes, Officer Bradford's just kind of like a big hype man. I was like, hell yeah, but we love him. We love him. Uh, and he's awesome. He's such a nice guy. Uh, also does some charity work there for Planned Parenthood. Uh, so if you ever get the opportunity to catch Mass Intruder, definitely, definitely do that. And especially if you get the opportunity to dance with Officer Bradford out there in the pit, take advantage of that. Uh, and as I've said, the Bomb Pops, Fantastic show. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about them as I run through everything here. I, so I'm not glossing over them. I'm just, I saw them again. I've been seeing them again on Saturday. Uh, bad Cop, Bad Cop. This is another band, if you're not familiar with, all women, all females in the band. Uh, they were playing a show down there at Alex's Bar, had the opportunity to see them. And I love Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I really enjoy their music. It's great stuff. It is traditional punk rock music, punk ska music. Uh, the the more important thing that I took away from that show was one of the bands that was opening for them. Is this band called the Barstool Preachers from the UK, the United Kingdom. Uh, and I touched on it a little bit last episode, but I, I really want to impart on all of you that if you have any, any interest in punk ska music and you have not been listening to the Barstool Preachers, you are absolutely 1,000% missing out. This was an opportunity, uh, really, I would say this is the first time this was the first time since the 90s where I was at a live show, had never heard of a band, and just my jaw hit the floor. Absolutely hit the floor. I was there with my good friend, my sister, Laura. Uh, we go to all the shows together, and both of us just kept looking at each other going, holy shit, holy shit, how is this band so good? And they were so good. And then two weeks later, we took an hour trip up to Ventura, which I think I mentioned on the last episode, uh, to catch them at a very, very, very small dingy bar there called Red Cove in Ventura. Uh, and there's a great music scene up there in Ventura if you ever get the opportunity to check out Red Cove. And some of the other venues up there, there's just this really cool... Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, now, Sarah's apologize. That's okay, Sarah. I, I, it happens all the time. You're not, you're not trying to buy couches from me. Um, so if you ever have the opportunity to get up to there and check out that Ventura music scene, it's so much fun. Laura and I went up there and just met a bunch of cool new people, uh, ranging in age from, like, people in their 60s uh, all the way down to, like, t really probably 21. I mean, it was a bar, so you had to be 21 to get in there. But really, from 21 all the way up to people in their 60s, great scene up there in Ventura. And I cannot, cannot impart on you enough uh, how much you should be listening to the Barstool Preachers. They are great guys. They work their own merch table. They love their fans. They just love connecting with their fans. I spent a lot of time uh, talking with the bassist at that Ventura show, and they are just great people with great music. So check them out. And the Interrupters, didn't have an opportunity to talk about them. I'm not going to get in. You, you know when I talk about the Interrupters. Uh, but I had it just confirmed once again. I saw them play down there in Irvine a few weeks ago uh, with Slightly Stupid. And I, I will tell you, Interrupters, they are, it's a fan, they are a fantastic band. They are unbelievable. Their music is unbelievable. But they are probably the 
I, it's so hard to say, but they are definitely one of the best bands that I have ever seen live. You go see them live, and they 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 get in, they go into title holder, and you just you're you're on another plane at that point. Uh, and I will tell you, I I have a special place in my heart for title holder because it's all about struggling with mental illness. And at this specific show, just they were putting on such a good show that I found myself getting a little bit emotional uh, when they did get into title holder because it is it is just another level. And for those of you that are San Diego music fans, man, man, man. I grew up seeing this band called Bucko Nine. They are ska. They are out of San Diego. They are a great band. Love them. I used to see them play a lot of festivals and stuff with big crowds, you know. Caught them down there at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. Tiny, tiny, tiny crowd. Uh, but some hardcore fans there. Hardcore fans to the point where they were basically taking requests from the crowd. Uh, so I was yelling out songs, and then they would play those songs. It was really just a surreal experience for me. And on top of that, I actually learned... Uh, and this is interesting for any of you any of you out there that are familiar with the San Diego music scene. I uh, found out that the Soma that I went to in the 90s was actually not the original Soma. Uh, they are currently on the third iteration of the iteration of Soma in San Diego there. The original one was actually uh, in downtown. And I learned this from the merch guy uh, with Bucko 9. He actually ran the second Soma with Scott Rayner. That's right, Scott Rayner. That fucking Scott Rayner, for those of you that are Blink fans. Yeah. That Scott Rayner uh, was running the second Soma literally when I was going to shows there in the 90s. Really just a surreal experience uh, catching up with some San Diego music fans. Uh, Bomb Pops and Anti-Flag, I talked about them in the the opening rant, the weekly rant there. But I will tell you, if you're not listening to the Bomb Pops, uh, fantastic music and just such cool people. We spent the the show at House of Machines this past Friday uh, after the Bomb Pops went on and uh, and after Anti-Flag, who, who was headlining the show, uh, we went out and hung out and basically just hung out with the band outside uh, for, for a couple hours there. It was funny because I kind of looked down at my watch and I was like, oh, gosh, it's 1.30 and uh, we're just out here having a couple drinks and uh, and smoking things with, uh, with the Bomb Pops. So that was such a good time. Please, please, please check out the Bomb Pops. I have the privilege of seeing them again this Saturday with the incomparable world-famous Save Ferris headed by Monique, who is just legendary in the ska world. Absolutely legendary. All right, moving along to some mental health. Uh, I'm gonna. I just want. I want to. I want to get through a couple things here that I found interesting over the past week, and I, I think are important uh, for a lot of people out there. Clutter. I've talked about this before. And in fact, I believe there's a clip up on YouTube. Uh, but there's there, there's another article that came out where psychologists were talking about clutter. And, uh, and and how it can be a trigger for stress and anxiety. It is definitely a trigger for me. Uh, and the reason psychologists are bringing this up recently is, is a lot of people don't realize this as a trigger. It's just something that a lot of people live with. And it's just kind of their normal and, and their everyday life. Uh, and and it, that's why I bring it up. It's because maybe you're somebody that lives in a very cluttered house or apartment, whatever it might be. And you're not realizing that this is, is adding to your stress and anxiety. You're not realizing. You might just be like, this is okay. You're not realizing it. For me, I do realize it. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And my wife will tell you, like, no. I, Sean, he's constantly cleaning and organizing. Like, I will get off the couch at, at, at 11 o'clock at night and I'll be like, ooh, I need to I need to reorganize, you know, all of my computer equipment. Like, whatever it might be. I'm going to go and clean all my microphones. I'm going to go clean all my camera lenses. Like, I, that's, it's ridiculous. So I'm not saying you need to be... Uh, hit that extent because that is part of my disease, my disorder. Uh, however, 
there, there is a, there is a balance there. Uh, and psychologists came out with these reasons. So I want to run through these because I'm, I have a feeling there's some listeners out there that are going to relate uh, to these things. And this is, uh, this is, oh, I don't have the name of the exact psychologist here. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll share this article on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, but these are, are, Different reasons, eight specific reasons that clutter can add to your stress and anxiety. Uh, number one, clutter serves in as, as an excessive, excessive visual, olfactory, and tactile stimuli, causing our senses to work overtime by focusing on items that are unimportant in that moment. Uh, clutter can distract our minds away from what we're trying to focus on. Messes make it more difficult for us to relax mentally, emotionally, and physically. That is definitely the case for me. Uh, anxiety can can set in when viewing clutter as we're not sure how much more effort it will take to eventually get it all cleaned up. Clutter can make us feel guilty for not being more organized and also embarrassed, especially when someone pays us an unexpected visit at home or at work. Uh, clutter inhibits creativity and productivity by draining valuable energy and focus away from our quiet times of reflection and problem solving. And clutter can lead to frustration when we are unable to find things that we need quickly due to the mess. Uh, that is also very much me. That is what plays into a lot of my organization is I hate not being able to find something, especially having a three-year-old at home. I, 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 I am constantly 30 seconds from a tantrum having a three-year-old at home. If I am unable to find something right away, that's 30 seconds from a tantrum. 30 seconds from a tantrum. And this is funny. When I was working marketing at Disney, I had so many people would come by my office, you know, and they'd look and be like, your, your, your office is so clean. Your desk is so clean. How do you do this? My desk is all over the place. And I would look them square in the face and be like, you know, my office gets like that too, but I don't leave my office any day. I don't leave my office until it is cleaned up. And then I'm able to come in the next morning and I have a clean office. And I was working marketing for Disney. There's shit flying all over the place. I got packages. I got premiums all over the place. I got paperwork everywhere. I got, you know, marketing decks, marketing materials. It's, it's craziness. But I would take the time to clean it up every day before I left. And people thought I was crazy. People thought I was crazy. But those same people, I would go into their offices and I'd be like, hey, do you have that blah, blah? 20 minutes later, they can maybe find it. Think about it. Think about it. So hopefully that's uh, that could be something important for you. Uh, what OCD has taken from me? You know what? How much time do we have? We're running short on time. I'm going to save this one because uh, this one's really personal to me as well. Uh, but I do want to leave you with this quote uh, in our mental health segment. I'm going to save this this OCD stuff because we got we're going to run out of time if I, if I get through all of that. Uh, this is uh, this is about mental strength. And this is, somebody wrote this article for the mighty, uh, and, and was feeling really down because they had to, had to, had to go in and get checked in. And, uh, I'm not going to get into details on that because it, it makes me upset. I've, I've been there. Uh, and, and this is what a friend said to them because they, they were feeling horrible. They were feeling like they were not strong. And the friend, the friend said to them, you're so strong. And they said, no, I'm not. And this is, and I quote, being in pain does not negate the strength you have. Being strong doesn't mean not being in pain or not talking about the pain you're in. Being strong means being a good person despite the pain that you are in. That one hit me really hard. Not in a bad way, in a good way. And honestly, I'll admit, uh, sometimes I, I take it out on other people, the pain that I'm in. I try not to, but sometimes it gets taken out on other people. I do my best not to. But you can only control it so much. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're somebody that struggles with it, it's okay. It's okay to get help. It's okay to be in pain. 
Where we persist and, and where, we, where we move past that is how we deal with that pain. Absolutely. All right, moving on to some parenting. I just want to talk a little bit about this real quick because there's a couple things that really got to me and a couple things that were great. The Disney magic. I took, we took my daughter, my three-year-old, now three-year-old daughter, to Disneyland for her birthday on Tuesday. On Tuesday. $300 just to go to one park. It's, it's ridiculous. And I've, I always have trouble with this because I worked at Disney for eight years. Uh, I never paid to go to the park. <laughs> it's just I didn't pay to go to the park. And I, like we, we, bought, uh, we bought my daughter. And I, I was even joking with, with the worker at World of Disney because we were buying her a, uh, a Rapunzel doll from Tangled. It's like, a, you know, $20 doll. And, uh, and she said something. I was like, yeah, I worked for Disney Channel for eight years. I, I'm not used to paying full price for stuff. And we're, jo- you know, we're joking around. And I'm like, yeah, plus uh, I think we got it in a holiday. So you're, you guys got the half off discount right now. She kind of looks at me. She's like, yeah. She's like, I was like, yeah, I would plan around that. And I would come down to a bunch of shopping at the parks uh, when it was when it was half off time. Uh, so we we're definitely joking about that. But it's very difficult for me spending all that money uh, in the park. And I will say it can be challenging with a three year old, but it's just navigating things. I will say there's a couple things that that really got to me from a parenting standpoint. Uh, there is a magic with Disney. As much as I talk bad about the greediness and the mouse and all this other stuff, there is a magic when it comes to Disney. This is why my wife and I honeymooned at a Disney resort. Not because we're Disney freaks. We wanted the Disney service. We wanted that cast member service. And they delivered out there at Alani in Hawaii. They delivered. However, this week I was, I won't say I was completely disappointed, but I definitely came across a few cast members that were just not happy to be there. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's because it was a Tuesday or what's going on. But Disney definitely needs to step it up from that perspective. My daughter had a happy birthday pin on. There was not as much uh, enthusiasm from a lot of cast members as there has been in the past. So I don't know what's going on specifically down there in Disney. I'll be curious. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk to Bridget and Chris about it this weekend. They're, they, they, go to, they take the girls to Disney uh, much more often. It's been a while for me. It's been two and a half years since, since uh, I've even set foot in the park. Uh, but I found that interesting. It was like, okay, hey, you seem not happy to be here. And I get it, uh, but you're not supposed to convey to others that you're not happy to be here. And, and I, again, I get it. I have obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive anxiety disorder. Uh, and I still go out and host live events. And I don't let the people that I am hosting for realize that I'm in a bad mood. I just, I just don't. Uh, but the one that got me really, really ridiculous uh, was... Went to go park our stroller. I park our stroller. That's what you do at Disneyland. If you're not a parent, you park the strollers. You can't take strollers on the ride. You know, you park stroller parking, stroller parking. Go to park my stroller across from uh, the Peter Pan ride there in Fantasyland. Bunch of strollers. And I even park it right next to the trash cans right there. But there's a whole bunch of strollers there. I go to get in line. And I'm standing there with my wife and, and daughter. Uh, and after we've been in line for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it was like a 25-minute wait for Peter Pan. I look over and I'm like, that's the trash can I put our stroller by. It's, it's not there. And I'm not like right next to it, but I could see the trash can. It's not there. So my OCD takes over. I start freaking out. And I'm not not like yelling freaking out, but it's, and my wife could see it. She's like, there's nothing we can do right now. And she's saying to me, because she could see me just like becoming a ball of anxiety. Like someone stole our stroller. Someone stole our stroller. Someone stole our stroller. Couldn't see it. She's trying to keep me calm. And I'm doing my best. I'm like, okay, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. If it's not there, we're going to go to security. There's nothing I can do. So we go and we ride get off the ride and we come out and I'm like, Nope, the stroller's definitely not there. And I'm looking around and I even had, I'm, and I, at this point I'm like saying under my breath, I'm like, 
I hate it here. I hate this place. I can't stand it here. This is ridiculous. Someone stole my fucking stroller. Walk around a little bit, and I see off, like, 15, 20 feet away, there's a whole bunch of other strollers. And I look, and I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of strollers. So I go over there and look, and sure enough, there's my stroller. 20 feet away. Like, not even anywhere near where it was originally parked. And here's the thing. We figured it out. That was not stroller parking. And what happened was security or whoever came and moved a bunch of strollers over to the stroller parking. And you know what? I'm not even going to complain about that. Here's where Disney and the parks screwed up. And I already emailed them to tell them. If you're going to do that and you're going to move a bunch of strollers not even close to where they originally were, you need to have someone standing where the strollers were and telling people this wasn't stroller parking. The strollers were moved. At least for a few minutes. At least. Give me 20 minutes of somebody standing there. You got people all over the park. You, you, can, you can't walk more than eight steps without finding a trash can. Surely you can put a cast member there to say, nobody stole your stroller, they were just moved. And I already emailed him about it. So watch your strollers when you go to Disneyland. Not because they're going to get stolen, but because security is going to move them. And I get it, it's not stroller parking, but tell me the damn strollers got moved so I'm not standing in line thinking my stroller got stolen and not enjoying this time, this $300 worth of time with my three-year-old. You're better than that, Disney. So do better than that. All right, some tech news. We're going we're gonna to just kind of breeze through this real quick. Tech news. Lyft. Lyft, the company, they've actually pulled their scooters from six different cities. Uh, Nashville, San Antonio, Atlanta, Phoenix, Dallas, and Columbus no longer have Lyft scooters. Uh, and they are saying they're focusing on larger cities. And they actually had about 20 layoffs uh, from their overall team. And that's, of course, not inclusive of people in those specific cities that were doing the, the charging and putting the scooters back out and everything. So if you live in one of those cities, Lyft scooters are gone. Uh, you probably got Lime and Bird and all 1,500 of the other fucking Scooter War scooters. So you're fine. You're just not going to have the Lyft scooters. Uh, Target, same-day delivery. That's right. They were teasing this for a little while. We're finally hit, finally getting a point where it is happening. Uh, they, they actually bought this company called Shipped. About two years ago, uh, so shipped S H I P T uh, is included in the Target app. You can get same day delivery uh, with shipped, and they have uh, sixty five thousand items available for same day delivery. You're not going to be able to get everything on same day delivery, but they do have sixty five thousand different items that you can get delivered same day through the Target app. So check that out. Obviously, trying to compete with with Amazon Prime uh, and then Walmart. They they've been ramping up their delivery. It's, it's Target and Walmart really com- trying to compete with Amazon I'm doing a decent job I think they're doing okay it's just they're, they're kind of behind the eight ball uh, and, and they're a few steps behind because Amazon's been doing this for a while uh, Motorola Razor that's right remember that Razor back in the uh, early 2000s that super thin flip phone and stuff yep there's a new one coming out it's launching in January uh, this is a fold-out display phone similar to the Samsung Fold Galaxy Fold uh, it's except it's going to instead of it, it the hinge is in the different spot so imagine the Motorola Razor phone from the early 2000s and then you open it up and you've got a big screen right there uh, that's what we're looking at with these uh, and it actually also has a retro razor mode so if you want your phone to look just like the old school razor from the early 2000s uh you can do that as well funny story about the razor my father used to break phones constantly uh the old flip phones and stuff he's 
somehow he got good about the smartphones. Like we, my mother finally bought him a smartphone years ago. Now he's had a smartphone for a long time. Uh, but finally, he was like, "Okay, you can have a smartphone. Don't break the damn thing." Uh, but he used to just break phones like crazy. And and there was a point where he was walking around with one of those pink razors. Because mom was like, "No, just use one of these old phones. You're not getting a new phone." Because he like literally, like literally, he would he would jump into the pool and be like, "Oh, my phone was in my pocket." Like, that's my father. Gotta love him. Went through a lot of damn phones. <laughs> Vibrating sneakers. That's right. There's a company called Drop Lab. For those of you that are interested in vibrating sneakers, these aren't just random vibrating sneakers. These actually sync up with music that you're listening to on your device uh, or movies, videos, anything that you're listening to on your device. And it's going to vibrate along with you. So it's like haptic technology. I don't know. It's just I know people are going to think this is awesome. I don't care. Like, I don't need to vibrate. Plus, I live in Southern California. I just be walking around and my phone vibrates and my, my shoes vibrate. I'm going to think there's a freaking earthquake happening I, I don't need this stuff i don't need this maybe you're interested in it uh but the, i mean drop lab they're called drop lab i don't need anything from a company called drop lab uh and just an fyi for anyone out there that gets your nike products on amazon nike will no longer be working with amazon directly uh to sell their products on the amazon website of course you're still going to be able to find nike products through third-party sellers you're just not going to find direct from nike uh that that you have until recently that's just and it's funny nike was only doing it for two years they were very apprehensive uh finally joined on in like 16 17 and then now they're officially out which i get like Nike's a big brand. I don't think Vans sells directly to Amazon. Like it's just it just it's common sense, you know, direct traffic to your own your own site. When it comes to something like Nike's and Vans, uh, you know, like the, those companies, it's like I get that you have your own site. I I get a lot of Chrome products, Chrome Industries. You can find some stuff on Amazon, but I get that they have their own site. Like it's very it's a specialty product. I I totally understand. And again, you're still gonna be able to find it through third party sellers. Uh, there's a company offering $10,000 to leave the Bay Area. Uh, this is a company called, I don't really, this is so dumb. This is like, it's this company, Silicon Valley startup, uh, that was, was base is basically trying to revitalize, uh, jobs and housing in more rural areas. And so their solution to this, instead of creating industries in those areas is paying someone $10,000 to move to a rural area. Once you live there for a year and work at a company there, they will pay you $10,000. You have to stay there for at least a year. This is like just more ass backwards stuff that we do in this world. Uh, and for those of you that are, are junk food freaks, I am myself probably not getting behind this. Uh, Twinkies, that's right, Hostess Twinkies. You're going to be able to eat Twinkies in cereal form very, very soon. That's right, there's Twinkie cereal coming out. Uh, and yeah, for the, if you're a Twinkie freak, I avoid the Twinkies. Like, I, and I love sweets. It's just like, I, there's so many freaking preservatives in a Twinkie, man. I cannot do the Twinkies. And I will leave you with this. We are not even into December yet, but this is my fair warning to all of you out there, all of you wall fans, all of you common sensors, any of you out there that call me a friend, like to send me messages, this is your fair warning. Light up beard ornaments. They will never be on this beard. Don't suggest it. Don't buy them for me. You are wasting your money. I don't put shit in this beard. So don't. Don't post it on my wall. Don't do any of that stuff. Just keep it to yourself. No light up ornaments in this beard. Not happening. Apparently that's the thing this year. Trust me. My wife already asked me. She's like, well, you won't put the beard ornaments. What about these beard lights? No. No. 
What am I, a clown for your amusement? I mean, I am, but I'm still not putting stuff in the beard. She's not doing it. Every year there's something new and people, and I get messages and people post on my wall. Will you put this in your beard? Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Like to keep it clean, man. Keep the beard clean. On that note, light up beard ornaments. Oh, man. Oh, no show next week. No full show next week. My wife's going to be in Orlando. A lot of new content coming your way. No full episode. And fair warning, I will confirm it for everyone. Make sure you, you're on our Facebook page, on the Twitter and everything else. Uh, the following week is Thanksgiving week. Most likely going to be recording a full episode on Wednesday. Uh, Bridget, I'll touch base with you on that and see if you're available and everything else because Thursday is Thanksgiving. So probably just go ahead and do a full episode. That'll probably be episode 116 on the Wednesday of Thanksgiving week. I'll update everyone on that. Just just FYI, we'll put stuff out. There's plenty of new content coming out. So even if we don't have a full episode next week, there's lots of new stuff coming your way. Lots of common sense for your ears. So don't worry about that. And on that note, Wall fans, uh, make sure make sure you are following us on all the social platforms. Uh, Twitter, at TellTheWallPod, as well as at MagicMuppet, at TellTheWallPod. Obviously, go tell it to the wall. Twitter account, at MagicMuppet is my own personal Twitter account. Uh, Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall where we are currently live with the live feed for episode 115. That's right. Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, YouTube, make sure you head on over to YouTube, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe to our page, check out all of the awesome clips, uh, awesome videos that are up there, specifically the beer videos, the mental health videos, all kinds of good stuff up there. Share the videos, like the videos, do the things you do. And most importantly would be SeanOroarkLive.com. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned. So bookmark that one. Your one-stop shop for everything Go Tell It to the Wall and everything the one and only Sean O'Rourke. On that note, Wall fans, Common Sensors, Podcast Consumers, Social Media World. This has been episode 115 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.